Welcome to the Divorce Talk with Twyla Show, where we talk all things divorce, and you will be inspired, informed, encouraged, and empowered. Now, let's welcome our host, Twyla M. Marks, the divorce recovery expert. She is Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Twyla M. Marks. I'm the divorce recovery expert, also known as Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And listen, we have an amazing show for you today. This is the second episode of my infidelity series. And listen, you are going to be in for a treat. I have an amazing guest, and today's show is From Pain to Purpose. So listen, be sure to tune in every week on Divorce Talk with Twyla show because I have two more episodes for the Infidelity series, and you don't want to miss it. So this series, guess what? It's all about helping you or someone you know heal and recover from infidelity. So let's jump right on in. I'd like to welcome my special guest, uh, Dr. Katrina Esau. She is also passionately known as Dr. K. She's the author of The Pain of Infidelity, Birth's Purpose. She is the founder of the Whole Academy, which is Wives Healing Openly, Leaving Him Exalted. So let's welcome Dr. Katrina Esau to Divorce Talk with Twyla. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh my God. (laughs) This has been a whirlwind, but to God be the glory. I am so, so excited um, to be here with you today and to share, uh, to share with the people about the goodness of the Lord. It is such an amazing thing. So thank you. You're so welcome. And I would have to concur. Yes, yes. It's been a whirlwind. So here we are. (laughs) Here's something else is happening. Listen, 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 Twyla. The sound has went out again. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) The sound has went out. I cannot believe this is going to be powerful. I cannot hear you, but it seems that you can hear me. This is going to be a very, very powerful episode. Just bear with me one minute. I am going to see if there's anything I can do on this end to make sure that I can hear you because we are going to bless the people. We are going to get this story out there. Yes, we are. It's going to be out there. Whoever doesn't like it, I'm sorry. It's coming. Hang on, folks. Unmute your mic. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Glory. We just need to take a praise break. Thank you, Jesus. We need to take a praise break. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. God, I thank you. I thank you because let me tell you, 
the trial and tribulation that we have had to get this done is unreal unreal but you know what the giant in the land is only an indication that somebody's life is about to be changed somebody's life is about to be transformed somebody is about to be helped somebody is about to get some healing and wholeness today Today. in jesus name name. (laughs) amen so y'all we sit back relax and listen let's get to uh this powerful amazing story testimony journey of dr katrina esau so dr katrina if you want to just or dr k that's what i'm gonna call you (laughs) if you want to just share with the people about your journey as it relates to infidelity and we'll just jump right on into our conversation on today absolutely absolutely So it has been just that, a journey. Um, I tell people, you know, healing is not a destination. It is a journey. And so I walked through infidelity. It's been a little over 18 years ago now. It happened to me back uh, Labor Day weekend, um, 2003. That's when I found out about it. Let me say it that way. And so I was coming home from a conference um, here in Orlando, Florida. I was driving back to Tampa. And I got the phone call, you know, checking in with my daughter, see how things went for the weekend. And she just happened to mention that they had stayed at, you know, someone's house. And I'm like, well, I don't know who that is. That's what I'm saying to myself. But I'm in the car, you know, with my girlfriend. So I got to keep it together. Right. And so when I did, when I got home, it was on, you know, I didn't want no explanation. I didn't want no excuses. I don't want any of that. Just get your stuff and get the heck on up out my house, you know, because that was a deal breaker, you know, for me and so many other women. And then you find yourself in the place and it's like, okay, now what? Because we always say that, you know, I'm not putting up with that. And And I said that, but when you are surrendered and submitted to the will of God, you know, you'd be amazed of the things that you'll endure. And so that happened, put my husband out, you know, we separated and it was maybe a few weeks and, you know, God had told me to tell him, you know, he got three days to come home. So I'm thinking, oh, this is about to be over with. I can pick my life back up, not even understanding the magnitude of what had just happened and the pain of it. And that is not going to happen in three days, even if he came home, but he didn't. And so those three days turned into three years. And mm. I was like, OMG, like, mm. what, what am I going to do? Mm. And I never forget, I was at work and I called my spiritual mother and I shared with her, you know, what had just happened. And I'm like, I'm getting a divorce. And she was like, Katrina, God don't move that fast. And I'm like, well, I'm saying to myself, I'm, I'm moving this fast, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this, you know? And so, you know, told her and she was like, you got to stand in the gap. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And so, you know, it, that's where the journey began. Cause she was like, when you sign the divorce paper, she's like, your heart isn't going to change. You know, right. you're still going to feel the pain. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have the hurt. And so I began to, um, you know, seek God. And I'm like, okay, God, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, what is, am I supposed to fight for this? Like, am I supposed to stay in the gap, you know, stand in the gap until he, you know, gets it together. And so I would never forget one of the first things he did was he showed me a dream and in the dream, he showed me where it was like, we were in this large congregation of people and it was like, it was a, a parade of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so when we started out, we were together 
Oh, we lost you. Can't hear you. And so that was my way of knowing that um, that we were going to have reconciliation. Now, this is me. You know, when you're walking through this thing, you need you need it more than one time. You know, because I wasn't oh, yeah. seeing anything. Yeah. So <laughs> go the back natural. to the dream. Go back to the dream part. We lost you. The audio we went out for a little bit. We had the dream. You were in a, like in a parade, a large group of people. Yes. And so we, we when we started out in the dream, we were together. And somehow or another, we got separated. And then at the end of the dream, we came back together. And okay. so that was my first, you know, clue that restoration was what was going to happen in my marriage. Okay. And so again, you know, when that happens, you're, you're still, because you're, you're, you're bombarded by what you see. Right. And what I was seeing did not indicate anything about reconciliation. It wow. did not indicate none of that. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm still going through, you know, I'm still just trying to pick myself up because at this time I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have anything. I was just hurting. I was hurt. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was broken. I didn't understand how could this happen to me? You know, all of that stuff is going on. Then you start seeing the reels of everything that has happened and you start mm -hmm. to see all of the flags and the signs and the things that you missed or yeah. that you ignored or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I continue to walk the journey. Like I say, those three days turned into three years and it was some of the most hellacious times, you know, of walking through that whole thing of being, you know, separated from my husband. This was the guy that I had been with. This, he was my prom date. And I so, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And, and, and so walking through that and having your home, your life turned upside down, you know, yeah. as you knew it, it was a very tough thing for me, but I had to walk through the process and what I thought was going to happen, because I was always telling God, you know, he's done that. You don't see what he's doing. You don't see. Why are you allowing this to happen? You know, and God would always point me back to me and he would show me my flaws because I wasn't innocent in it. Um, you know, my hands weren't, you know, clean. There were things that I had done. But the one thing that I always say to women is, you know, I acknowledge my fault in, in the dysfunction that I brought to the marriage, but I'll never take responsibility for his decision. Because when you when you cheat infidelity, it's a choice. You choose to do that. Right. You're choosing to try to solve a problem on the inside by going outside. And that never works. It, you can't solve an inside problem by going outside. Right. And so we walked through this thing, you know, at the time he didn't he didn't want to get a divorce, but he didn't want to work on the marriage. He was, you know, out there living it up, living his life, you know, and it was working for him. It wasn't working for me. Right. But it was working for him. You know, here I am. You know, we have a daughter and I'm trying to. OK, God, you're telling me restoration. But how this man does not even want to get it together. Yes. And yes. so you know, started going through that. And then um, I, I never forget because I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I, I'm not going to do this, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we always say it takes two to make it work. And, right. and, and for a long time, the two was just me and Jesus, <laughs> you know, we yeah. were the two that wanted it to work. And yeah. so a lot of times, you know, when people say, well, it takes two to make it work. And, you know, if he don't want it, then I, you got to see what God is saying, you know, what is he saying to you? Is he telling you reconciliation? And so Right. I was going through that. And then I'll never forget because like I said, you know, he gave me the dreams. 
there was another occasion where I'm like, God, you know, Joyce Meyer says that there's something in this Bible for every place I hurt. And I was hurting. I was hurting. I was bleeding. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what's in here? Where is it that you talk about? I got to stay with this man, you know, and he mm -hmm. took me to Jeremiah three and one. Mm -hmm. And in Jeremiah three at one, it talks about how the Israelites, how they, um, you know, they kept sinning against God, how they were worshiping mm -hmm. other gods, but he kept taking them back. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is really what you want me to do. Like, I gotta do this. And then he would give me this, you know, he took me to Hosea, you know, mm -hmm. and he, he knew her, he knew her wife was a prostitute. He kept yeah. sending him out to get him off the butcher block. And I'm like, oh my God. My so goodness. God would, you know, he confirmed his word so many times to me in so many different ways. But the one thing that he did, which is where I made the true decision to fight for my marriage, mm -hmm. was he, I was watching TBN one night and there was a couple on there and they were sharing how, you know, they had went through infidelity and how their relationship was stronger post-infidelity. And I'm like, God, are you sure? Once again, here I am asking. I know he was like, girl, if you don't get out my face. <laughs> but I was asking him again, like, God, really? Like, is this really what you want me to do? And he said to me, he was like, you can divorce and I'll still bless you. But he's like, if you don't fight this, your daughter's going to have to fight. And it was at that moment I made the decision to fight that I had to put 100% effort into fight for my marriage because I didn't want my daughter to have to fight something because I was too weak or too angry or too upset to fight it because yeah. what God showed me was it was a generational curse. You know, yeah. my parents divorced, mm. my grandparents divorced, my wow. great great parents divorced. So it was something that was passed on from generation to generation. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it stops here. It stops with me. I am going to fight. You know, there's yeah. going to be some things that my daughter's going to have to go through. She's going to have to fight some stuff herself, but I don't want her to fight this because I couldn't do it. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it was at that moment that I made the decision. And, and the thing about it is um, you have to make a decision. Like, what are you going to do? Are you staying? Or are you leaving? I can't tell you that. Only yeah. you know that. You have to get before the father and get clarity on what you're to do. But whatever that decision is, you got to give it 100 yeah. percent of your effort. You cannot be divided because if you're saying like I did for a long time, I was saying I'm going to fight for it. But then when I got caught up by what I would see, no, I don't want it. You know, and I tried to get a divorce three times because I was just tired of hurting. I was tired of fighting. I was tired mm -hmm. of, you know, feeling like I was doing it all on my own, that I was by myself. I was just like, let me just heal God. Let me heal and just send me somebody else. I'm cool with and it. Let you know? me get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let me get out of this dysfunction because I ain't in the business of keeping nobody that don't want to be kept. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So my God was like, girl, bye, you know, and so um, here we are, fast forward, you know, um, we went through the separation, um, three years we were separated, he came home, but then he had to turn himself in, and he did a prison sentence for another three years, so we were technically apart six years, and although we were working on our relationship during that three-year time that he was incarcerated, yeah, it's different when they come home. Because there were things that I thought I had dealt with. There were, you know, I thought I had forgave. And and when he came back home and under the roof, you know, that stuff just came bubbling back up. I realized I was still angry. I was mad. I was mm. bitter. You know, all that stuff that I thought I had gotten over. I thought I had forgave him. And it's like, why am I feeling like this? But then I had to learn that forgiveness is a process. 
Yes. And I had to learn, you know, about triggers and things and barriers that were preventing me from truly forgiving because we've been taught, you know, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. And that's not real forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn all those things. I had to walk through that process. But here we are, you know, just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary Christmas Day. So God is a he's God a restore. Yes. He's a restore, honey. I can say that, you know. And I just I encourage women, you know, it's I get that restoration is not everybody's story. But regardless of whether your marriage is salvaged or not, you need to heal and you need to be whole no matter whether you stay or whether you leave. You've got to get healed. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I love, love, love your story. And one of the things you said so much, but, you know, (laughs) I want to talk about uh, one of the things you said when you talked about you have to make a decision if you're going to leave or you're going to stay. And nobody can make that decision for you. So, Dr. K, when you made your decision, were there some moments where you wavered, like, I don't know if I'm going to do this or I want to do this. But when you finally made your choice and decision to say, I'm staying, I'm going to fight no matter what. How did that look? You were in therapy at that point or how did that look? We might have so for- out here for if they're in that space. Absolutely. So for me, when I might, when I finally made the decision that divorce had to come off the table, there were definitely moments where I wanted to go back to that because I wasn't seeing with the natural eye progression, at least so it seemed to me. But I knew that I had decided. And so I couldn't keep going back to that. So when I would have those moments, I would find scripture to stand on and I would remind myself of what God already told me. And so when you're walking through your process, you have to know why you're doing it. And that's something you have to figure out very quickly. Why am I fighting for this marriage? Why am I staying? It can't be, well, because of the kids. It can't be, I, I say it can't be. These, these are some of the things that sometimes we say, but it's not a strong enough thing to hold you there. And let me explain yeah. what I mean. You mm-hmm. know, because sometimes we'll say, well, I'm going to stay to the kids, graduate school, or I'm going to stay because he's the breadwinner and, you know, I need the income. And so you have those reasons for staying. But because it's not um, what's the word I want to use it, the, the why of it, you want a why that's going to hold you and sustain you because gotcha. it's going to get rocky. It's going to look like, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting my time? Because here's the thing about 60 something percent of people decide to stay after infidelity. But I question What's the quality of the marriage? So it's one thing for you to say, well, I'm going to stay for the kids, you know, but sometimes you'll find you do more damage to the kids by staying than if you would have just left and had a healthy relationship with him and co-parent, you know? And so that's why it's important to really understand why you're staying, because you're going to have to go back to that why in those moments where it looks like it's not working. And so I had, I did, I did therapy as well because my emotions had me all over the place. I was being triggered by things, you know, I've shared where there's this one intersection here and every time I would get to it, it would send me into this dark place. And I finally got to the place where I'm like, I'm not gonna ride around town trying to avoid a daggone intersection because you keep trying to hijack my spirit. I'm not doing that, you know? And so I ended up getting a therapist because I needed to I needed to get these emotions under control because God gave us emotions. We need to feel them. We need to acknowledge them because they are there and they are real things. 
Yes. But they should not be controlling you. They should not be controlling the decisions that you make. They shouldn't be leading and guiding you. And yes. mine were. I'd be happy one moment, sad the next, mm -hmm. angry the next. And this could all happen in the span of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you are on an emotional roller coaster. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. have to get help. And I know it's something that we don't talk about a lot in our communities, but there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. And nothing. I. I say it this way. Don't don't get a therapist or go to someone where you are not going to tell the truth and the whole truth, because we tried. We you know we went to our pastors that didn't yeah. really work mm -hmm. and it didn't work. Not because of nothing they did. We just wouldn't tell the truth, yes. you know, because we didn't want to be judged. We didn't want people looking at us with a side eye and all that kind of stuff. So we were leaving out stuff. It's just like if you go to the doctor and you tell the mm -hmm. doctor. Um, I have a really bad headache, but the truth is your your elbow or your arm is broke. Well, even though they can see that it's broken, they're not going to fix it because you came in here and said that the only problem you have was your headache. So I'm going to give you some medicine for this headache and send you out with that same broken arm. Right. Same is true for therapy. You need somebody that you can talk to and be honest and be vulnerable That's so that it. they can give you the tools. They can give you the resources. They can help you. And so, happen. yeah, you're going to have those moments where, look, I won't do this. But if you've decided that you're going to stay, you got to give it 100 percent of what you got. 100 percent, folks. My God. You know what? Yes. You got to go to a therapist. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Go to a therapist where you can just share and cry and give the whole box of tissue and just do all of that <laughs> stuff, because that's the only way you're going to get helped and you're going to be healed from whatever you're going through. And in this case, infidelity. So yeah, you, we have to, and church is fine. I'm a Christian woman. Of course, you're a woman of God as well, but go to somebody where you can just let it all out. <laughs> let it all hang out, all hang out. Because the thing of it is, um, they, you know, they're what well, they always say, like they, they don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah. They want to help you. And like I said, it's not that your pastors or your Christian counselors at your church does not. I'm not saying they don't want to help you. Right. But if you know that you are not going to go in and be vulnerable and say, listen, this is where we are. This is what happened. And you're not going to give them what they need to be able to help you. Right. Then don't do that to yourself. Go to someone else. Go to a licensed professional. Um, to help you walk through that, you know, right. to go through that therapy stage. And the thing of it is, you may have to get a therapist and a coach Absolutely. and they're different. They're, you know, the therapist is going to give you the psychological book stuff and all of that and give you some resources. But yeah. a coach will help you walk that thing out. A coach will be there for you, hold you accountable. And especially if you're if you have a coach that have been through what you're walking. It Amen. makes a difference. It a makes a difference. difference. Um, so, yeah, you may have to do both of those things. But I just I encourage people, you know, get counseling, get a coach, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you heal. Because, you know, you have to go to a place to where you can have that. You got to be vulnerable. You know, is it going to hurt? Yeah, it's shameful. You know, I wore that mask for a long time. I was ashamed you know, guilt. Here I am a believer, you know, always in the church doing things. You know, I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I was embarrassed to say, oh my God, you know, infidelity hit my home, you know, but the thing of it is, and you know, I say this, I tell people, you know, even as David said, it was good that I was afflicted 
because it taught me the statutes of the Lord. It gave me the relationship that I have with him now that I would not trade for the world. I would never, don't get me, don't get it wrong. I'll never want to have to walk through this again. And I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but I'm grateful to God for the lessons and the things that have come out of it. I'm grateful for the purpose that was birthed out of all of the pain. You know, I'm grateful to be in a place now to be able to help women navigate what that looks like. Because when you're in it, you feel mm. like you're by yourself. You feel oh, yeah. like you're alone. Who can I tell? You know, yeah. women feel stupid. Like I feel stupid for even staying and wanting to fight for this mess and he don't want it. You're not stupid. You're not alone. The infidelity hits every one in 2.7 couples. That's almost every one in three couples. So you are not by yourself. And those are just the people that reported it. Imagine the people that don't ever say anything. Wow. So you are not by yourself, but the enemy has a way of making you think you're the only one. I thought it when mm. I was going through, I thought I was the only one and I didn't have anyone to reach out to. And just to be real, I had my spiritual mother, but she was straight Bible. You know, I couldn't just come and be yeah. Katrina. I needed yeah. a place to be human. To hurt. This mess hurt. This hurts. <laughs> this hurts. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm sure, of course, now we have so many life coaches and that specialize in different um, subject matters. But back then, uh, Dr. K, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of resources that you could reach out to or contact. Yeah, not at all. And even now, with it being such a, you know, everybody's a coach these days. Yes. And you still don't see people in this area. And that's why it's a, I, I'm grateful that it's my niche, you know, because and there are times where you want to expand it. You know, it's just too. But no, because this is something that we don't talk about. We especially don't want to talk about it in church. It's such a taboo topic. It's a very sensitive topic. And so I'm glad to be in the area, one of the ones that will share, you know, and I draw people because I share my story in such an open and real way. You know, it happens. You know, I when I look back and when I was in, I'm like, OK, I'm, you know, educated, beautiful yeah. black woman yeah. climbing the corporate ladder. How in the world this happens to me? Come on. And there's people in the same positions like I am same, you know, and, yeah. and killing the game corporately. And and then and you know you're doing what God has called you to do, and they hit my house. Yes. Hello. Like, oh, how did you let this happen to me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But wow. it, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about your personal story, your journey, but now the show is entitled "From Pain to Purpose." So now you are walking in your purpose, and listen. Tell us about your academy and all of that good stuff, because I know you are helping women all across the country as it relates to recovering from infidelity or healing from infidelity. Absolutely. So yeah. for me, it, it was really my mission and my passion to help other women that went through um, infidelity. Number one, not only that went through it, but really, you know, even if they if, if they stayed, decided to stay. I wanted to be able to help women walk through that, navigate that. I knew that I couldn't do it, you know, on my own by myself, you know, literally traveling from state to state, city to city. So the first step of that was to put it in my book, which is the pain of infidelity birth purpose, where I share the whole story, y'all. You gotta go in there. Chapter three is everybody's favorite because it's the wife become the the wife becomes the other woman. So you gotta go and get it and read oh, the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but it starts there. You know, I started with the book and then which led up to the the academy where I offered, you know, different digital courses. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and help women to kind of navigate that. I teach women the five pillars of restoration, which we deal with forgiveness, what it really is. We deal with the triggers. We deal with the barriers. Um, of it. We also talk about building a relationship with God. It's getting in vertical alignment because that is very, very important, you know, in your journey. I know we have a wide array of uh, people listening and maybe you're saved or you're not saved, but I cannot stress how important it is um, to have a relationship with God because he's going to give you some insight. He's going to give you yes. some wisdom. He's going to show you, you know, mm -hmm. which corners to turn. So it's important to have that. Um, I also talk about self-care. You know, we lose ourselves in this thing. And I know for me, I had lost who Katrina was. I didn't know what I liked. Um, I got caught up in climbing the corporate ladder, trying to be a great mom, you know, trying to be a wife. I lost me. And so part of my healing journey is God began to show me me again. Mm. He began to show me the things I love. He began to show me how to celebrate myself. Like you ain't got to wait on nobody to throw you no party, throw your own party. Throw your own you know? party. Come on now. <laughs> throw Come your on. own party. Listen, get up. I get up on the weekends and go to the outlet, go grab me some lunch and bring my behind back home. You don't sit there and wait on people and then, oh, well, I don't feel like going. By the time you done talk them into going, you don't feel like going. Right. So do yeah. you, do you, do you, the yeah. other thing, the fourth one is walking in the newness of life. And that's really walking the women yeah. through who they are, you know, showing them who God says they are, because we've had a lot of stuff spoken over us. And it's just, some of it is just not the truth. You know, uh, some people have been beaten down with words. They've been, you know, some women have never had anybody physically hit them, but they've been torn down by the words of other people. And it's important not so much what they say. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt because it does, but it's really important what you say to yourself about yourself. And so I kind of walk them through that. And then the fifth is rebuilding trust, which is a hard thing to do because wow. we've been taught. I ain't gonna, I can't, I'll never trust you again. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the quality of relationship. Yeah. That was one of the things I shared with God is like, God, if you, you know, if you restore this thing, I don't want, a relationship where I can't trust. I don't want to be sitting here wondering if every time you're not in my sight, if you with another woman, if that's mm -hmm. going to be the quality of the relationship, I don't want no parts of it. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. It's not good for your mental health. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, it, it's, it just, it weighs down on you, the torment. And, you know, we have our nor, we have our women's intuition, but the thing of it is, is when you've been wounded, when you've been hurt, a lot of times that it, that vision gets thwarted. So you'll start yeah. seeing stuff through the eyes of trauma versus what's really happening. So, and I didn't want to live the rest of my life like that. So the Academy has been beautiful. You know, I get the privilege of, of the women that come through the Academy. I get the privilege of helping them, you know, discover themselves again to take back their power. And I love being able to work with them one-on-one um, -on -one for those that, you know, decide to go the one-on-one -on -one route versus, you know, doing the course. But yeah. the academy has it that that's what it's for. It's to help women. And I, you know, it started out where it was wives, but then I started learning along the way that it's, it's more than just wives need to heal, you know, <laughs> the fidelity. And so there's women in there that are single. There's women that had decided to divorce. 
You know, it, it's just if, if you have been hit by infidelity and you're like, I need to heal from this. There's women in there that's been in long term relationships and never married, but they're still dealing with it. So wow. that's what I do. That's what I do. I get to help them to navigate that and to find their joy and to mm. take back their power. It, it's such a beautiful thing. Oh, that's so amazing. Amazing. And the, the fifth pillar is beautiful. They're all beautiful, but the trust factor, and like you mentioned, you don't want to live life like that. Um, being in a house where someone has cheated on you and you've experienced infidelity and wondering every time they walk out the door what they're doing or looking at their phone, that's not a quality of life. And if that's what you think you're going to do, then it may be best to go separate ways. If right. you're gonna live the rest of your life like that, that's that's I always say that's not abundant living. And he that's said that he wants us to have to have life and life more abundantly. Yeah. So I encourage do the work, do the work to heal yes. so that you can live that abundant life. You don't have to torment yourself, you don't have to, you know, every week, every time they pick up the phone, you wondering if it's another woman. Don't, right. don't that's that's not living. That's not, I mean, you know, we love to say we live in the dream. That is, I know that's not the dream. <laughs> that's not the dream. <laughs> that is that, not it. Oh, no, that is not, not it. it. Dr. K, is there anything else, other encouraging words you'd like to leave uh, as we wrap up on today, as well as at this time, uh, give all your contact information in case somebody wants to uh, come and join your academy or reach out to you on all social media platforms? Absolutely. I First of all, I would just want to encourage you, if you are a woman where you have been impacted by infidelity and you're listening and you are feeling like, I, I hear what she's saying, but I just, I can't move. I don't know what God is saying. I can't hear, you know, because of the clutter that's going on the out, on the outside. I just encourage you to get yourself to a quiet space and to really get in the presence of God. If that's finding one scripture, you don't have to know Genesis Revelation. You only need one scripture and hold on to that and hold on to what God has promised you. I encourage you to be strong. You know, you are not by yourself. You're not alone. There are many women that are hurting the same way that you are that have been through this. And I'm not the only one that's made it to the other side, y'all. I'm not. And so I just encourage you to make sure you're guarding your eye gates and your ear gates and make sure you're cutting mm -hmm. off the negative people, cutting mm -hmm. off negative people that are speaking over you and to you and about you and your marriage, especially if you have decided to stay, you've got to cut off those negative voices. And I invite you to connect with me. I'm on all social media platforms with the exception of Twitter um, mm -hmm. at Dr. Katrina Esau. You can connect with me. Um, if you have any interest in uh, scheduling a consultation, you can do that directly from my website, www.drkatrinaesaw.com. You can visit there to learn more information about me and all that good jazz. You can get to the academy from there. You can see what digital course content is already out there. And I invite you all today, y'all. Listen, I hope the lot the link went live today. Today. Um, yeah, today for my new 21 day devotional and it's called woman be made whole it is available on amazon i encourage you to go out and get it it'll be 4.99 all this week um on the kindle version so i invite you to please go out and support and to get that it it'll definitely bless your life it's going to help you to transform it deals with topics like joy 
um, peace, abundance, mm-hmm. strength, you know, all of those things that we need along this healing journey. So I invite you to please go out and to support and to get that um, on Amazon today. And again, connect with me, reach out to me, DM me, um, schedule a free consultation uh, on my website. Do what you need to do, but get yourself some help and let's get healed and whole this year. Let's start the process. Amen. Oh, yes. That's a hand clap right there. Yes. Yes. Healed yes. and whole this year. This year. Yes. So, yes. yes. So, Dr. K, thank you so very much for being with me on today on the Divorce Talk with Twyla show. It's been an honor and it's a pleasure. And the word went forth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 We listen, y'all. We were determined. You all do not even know the fight um that we've went through to get this but to god be the glory i'm yes. grateful that we did it yes, yes. <laughs> the word has gone forth and i pray i sincerely pray that somebody's life was touched i pray that there was something said that blessed you um yes. i know that you'll you know when you see this comment send send feedback to uh twyla and, and let her know that you all enjoyed the show. I would love to come back um, someday down the line, you know, depending yes. on how things work with our schedules. But it's Absolutely. been such an honor and a privilege to be here and to bless and encourage and share with you all because it blesses me every time. Yes, it does. It blesses me too. I just, I'm all about the inspiration and informing people and uplifting and encouraging and making people, making sure people are good. That's just all what I do. I'm very passionate about that as well. So y'all listen, tune in next week. I have another amazing guest. It's the third episode of the Infidelity series. I have Dr. Jason Ross. He is a psychotherapist coach. He specializes in helping clients get unstuck as they deal with traumatic experiences. So if you're ready to get unstuck, right? Come on in and listen to Dr. Jason Ross next week. So this is Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Until next week, I'm out. See ya. What a great show. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, the Divorce Talk with Twyla Show is out.